Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 9, Episode 59. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and head wrangler co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on species considerations for enclosures, small ruminants, and swine. Our topics for this week are proper containment for small ruminants, including sheep, goats, and South American camelids. Also, effective humane enclosures for swine. Pastures for sheep and goats should be woven wire with 4-inch or smaller square openings to prevent them from putting their heads through the fence and getting caught. Supplemental electric strands may be needed in addition to mesh fencing for goats to keep them from climbing out and to serve as an additional deterrent to predators. Temporary fencing can be made with electric wire, cord, tape, or net, and step-in plastic or fiberglass posts. Soft-strung steel cable with electricity can also be used as temporary fencing. Corner posts for pasture should be at least 6 inches in diameter and braced. Barbed wire fence is inappropriate fencing for small ruminants. Chicken wire can be buried on the outside to discourage dogs from digging under pen fences. One strand of electric wire at the bottom can aid in discouraging predators from entering pastures, but can be difficult to keep wet vegetation from touching the wire and draining the charge. Pasture fencing should be at least 4 feet high for sheep. Woven wire is best. Smooth wire electric fencing can be effective if at least 5 strands are used. Training to respect electric fencing requires shearing the sheep and combining them in a training enclosure with live strand. Low tensile aluminum wire will whistle in the wind making the sheep more aware of the boundary. Sheep panels, prefab, Fence modules are similar to cattle panels, but shorter, 34 and 40 inches high. Fencing that is 4 feet high may be sufficient for adult does, but climbers and jumpers, particularly kid goats, can require fencing that must be 6 feet high or more. Goats will climb on sloping braces at fence corners. So braces should be constructed outside the pen or access to the braces blocked. Water troughs and pens with kids should not have more than 14 inches of water to reduce the risk of a kid falling or jumping in and drowning. Horned and polled goats should not be pinned together. Fencing for bucks should be 5 to 5.5 feet high. An exercise mound of dirt should be provided in the center of the enclosure, at least 8 feet away from fencing. 
The mound should be five to six feet high. Exercise yards for goats should be 25 square feet per goat to prevent overcrowding. The best fence for goats is woven wire with a barrier strand of electric fence on the inside at goat nose height. Horned goats often get their horns caught in large square mesh fencing, becoming susceptible to injury from their struggling, other goats, and predators. Portable electric net fencing is good for moving dehorned adult goats to new areas of containment. But horned goats and kid goats can get caught in the mesh and should not be contained in electric net fencing. Similarly, hay nets should not be used for feeding hay to kids or to horned goats. Smooth wire fencing for goats should have at least five to seven strands. Lower strands should be nine inches from the ground and nine inches from each other. Higher strands can be up to 12 inches apart. Electric fence should have hot wires at 12, 24, and 42 inches high. Trees must be protected from small ruminants, especially goats. Goats prefer to nibble on the tops of plants and low tree limbs. This helps them reduce the risk of ingesting parasite larvae. Goats will learn to walk on their hind legs and eat all the leaves, limbs, and bark as high as they can reach. If lower limbs are low enough, goats will even climb trees. At least three fence posts and mesh wire should be used to create a triangular fence at least six inches away from the trunk of young trees in a goat enclosure. Sheep do less browsing, concentrating on grass and low weeds, but they will browse taller plants occasionally. Tethering goats for containment put them at risk for strangling, injuring legs, ears, and eyes, attacked by predators, and teasing by malicious adults or children. Kid goats should never be tethered for containment. Tethered adult goats should never be left alone. Tethering by a lead to a stake or to a running tether on a long line can be done for short periods if supervised and protected from predators. Water, shade, and shelter from adverse weather must be provided. Tethering is appropriate for emergency situations and to periodically permit grazing in an area that's not enclosed. Abby says tethering is never appropriate for dogs. Yep, Abby, you're absolutely correct. Fencing for camelids, which are llamas and alpacas, should prevent camelids from jumping over a fence, putting their heads through openings and predators from entering. Although camelids that are well-fed, not lonely, nor chased by dogs, can be contained by four-foot fencing. Safer fences should be five feet high, two-by-four-inch mesh or V-mesh woven wire. Fences and gates to contain adult male llamas should be at least five and a half feet high. Barbed wire is dangerous to camelids and should be strictly avoided. Woven wire should also cover or be incorporated in gates to aid in preventing dogs from harassing or killing camelids and young camelids, called creas, from crawling underneath. Horizontal sight boards are not needed since llamas do not bolt 
and run into fences like horses will. The visibility of a sight board may entice some llamas to jump a fence. Seven or more strands of high tensile electrified wire can be effective. Gaps between wires should be less than 10 inches, preferably 3 to 6 inches, especially if creas, baby camelids, are enclosed to prevent camelids from sticking their heads through the gaps. Ribbon or masking tape tags should be put on new electric fence to entice camelids to touch the fence with their nose to learn respect for the fence. Touching an electric strand to other parts of their body is not very effective since the hair is a highly effective insulator. If board or rail fencing is used, an electric strand wire is needed below the lowest rail to discourage dogs from entering the enclosure. Swine are the only mammalian livestock in the United States, commonly kept entirely indoors on concrete. Their movements are more restricted in this environment, more than the allowed movements of any other mammalian livestock. Other options for total indoor confinement on concrete exist, such as hoop barns or sheds with open sides and deep litter flooring for groups and free range on pasture with wallows and huts. Without significant modifications, close confinement on concrete is psychologically sterile. Excessive confinement without mental enrichment can lead to stress, mutilation, and cannibalism, such as the pigs chewing other pigs' tails off. Chains are often hung in enclosures to replace rooting for mental enrichment, although this is insufficient by itself. Straw bedding for hogs to root and chew provides the best mental enrichment and also provides more natural bedding. However, straw bedding is more labor-intensive and adds to biological waste. Indoor confinement for swine should include regular monitoring of ammonia levels and stereotypic behaviors. Behavior scores that involve percent of time lying, standing, dog-like sitting, and total postural changes can indicate the degree of stress. Frequency of sows sniffing piglets and piglets resting in contact with the sow, indicates maternal acceptance and occurs more frequently in sows kept in farrowing pens as compared to individual crates. Confinement for hogs should provide reasonable room for normal interaction with other hogs. Open door pens that permit sows to enter and exit freely reduce stereotypic behavior compared to individual crates. Abby says most swine confinement is like living your life in an overcrowded airplane with concrete seats. Hoop barns are tent-like, low-cost housing that are an alternative to total indoor concrete confinement. Deep bedding with straw is used and natural airflow is provided with hoop barns. They have four-foot-high sidewalls and are covered by tubular steel arches covered with an opaque, UV-resistant polypropylene tarp. Concrete slabs are provided at feeders and at water sources. Hoop barns can hold 75 to 250 hogs, which fight less than group-raised hogs on 
concrete in close confinement. Pasture fencing for hogs includes woven wire 26 to 34 inches tall attached to wooden or steel posts. If the woven wire is strung 4 inches off the ground, a string of barbed wire can be used underneath to discourage rooting the fence up. Two or more strings of barbed wire can be strung above the woven wire if hogs predisposed to attempt jumping over the fence are to be contained. Electric fence is comparatively inexpensive, but it's the least secure for containing hogs. Hogs can be trained to respect the fence in a small, secure lot. One electric line strung through the pen and near the food will ensure that the hog encounters a strand and learns what it is without risk of the hog escaping in reaction to touching the electric strand. A hog trained in this way will not challenge an electric strand in the fence again if it's on. If the fence charge is lost, some hogs may soon challenge the fence. A charger for electric fencing for a hog should deliver at least 2,000 volts on the fence line. The lowest strand should be 6 or less inches from the ground. A total of 3 or more evenly spaced strands should be used with the highest strand at least as high as the tallest hog's nose. More strands and a lower bottom strand are necessary if piglets are to be enclosed in the fencing. Movable fencing for hogs is preferable for rotating lots. Electric strands, steel, mesh panels, and wooden gates may be used. Electric fences can be two strands, four inches above the ground for pigs, up to 80 pounds, and 12 inches above the ground for pigs weighing more than 80 pounds. Steel mesh panels for hogs are 34 inches high and 16 feet long. They can be moved by one person and placed using 5-foot steel T-posts. The bottom of the fence is most vulnerable. Hogs may root, dig, and lift the fence up to go under it. Gates and hog pens should be used only for moving hogs in and out. Handlers entering a pen should climb over since the hogs can escape with speed and force if the gate is unlatched for a handler to enter. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Adequate fencing is much more challenging for containing goats than containing sheep. Small square mesh fencing should be used to enclose South American camelids and to keep dogs out. Swine are the only mammalian species that are commonly raised on concrete and barred from natural behaviors such as rooting for food and mental enrichment. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about 
barns, stalls, and three-sided sheds. Hey, Abby, do you know what hogs root for in the woods? No, it's not the New York Yankees. You're barking up the wrong tree.